Dad, don't uh, put gum in your mouth. Don't do that. No. Do, uh, are you asking me or asking gay? <laughs> I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue. Hey guys, welcome back to Whoa, Dad. I don't know why I get so scared that the chewing is going to stop and I won't have openers because it really happens every single episode. That was genuinely a fear. I was like, oh my God, am I going to run out of chewing bits? Nope. Not as long as Bobby's alive. As long as Bobby's here, so is the chewing. So a little bit of an update of what's going on. Things seem to be getting better on Bobby's side in terms of the health issues in his family that he's dealing with. So hopefully we will start coming out with more consistent episodes again, but I don't want to jinx it yet because we are not in the clear. And thank you for bearing with us. I didn't really know how to troubleshoot this and you are being more patient than I am. That's uh, that's my news update with our relationship. I realize, you know, I've actually been having a hard time with all of this and I need to express it more. I was going to put out an episode, but like that would probably be boring. So I'm going to put my thoughts up on Patreon and start kind of doing more journal entries of what it's like, especially with this transition of our relationship and kind of like dealing with these close personal matters that I never dealt with before. And by that, I just mean like when, when he's had a crisis, I've never really been connected enough to him to understand or care truthfully. And now that we've become closer, it's very strange to navigate. Like we we're not emotional with each other. And now it's like this weird territory. Uh, okay. That's what I need to journal a vlog about on Patreon, which I will. So I'm sure you can tell, but I've been having more guests on recently because until me and my dad can see each other again and record like we did at the beginning where we were together and could do activities and, you know, really get Bobby to shine. So today we have someone on who's really helped us with our relationship. And by that, I mean me. This person is not a therapist, but goddamn, she should be. She's an energy healer, an energy therapist, a Reiki coach, a freaking life coach, my savior, Gay Thornton. And my dad has gone to her as well. I decided that it'd be great to have her on. Originally, I wanted her to help us through our issues, but with what Bobby has going on in his life, I figured, you know what? The guy just needs a nice spiritual talk where he can ask all of his questions. He can run the interview and he does. So if you are into this kind of stuff, then this is a great episode to listen to. If you aren't and you just love Bobby, this is a great episode to listen to. Once again, it's a two-parter because once I get him recording and he doesn't stop, I got to keep going. So the last thing I need to tell you before we start is when Gay signs on, she has one of those Zoom backgrounds and it's a photo of an island in an ocean. And my dad thinks that it's her view from her window. So just, just catch that. I can't. You can't see her? I can't see her. 
You can't see her? Hi. Hey, hey, there you are. Hi, Gay. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? Is, is that your view from your house? Don't you wish? So, Dad, do you want to do the introduction? Because you say that mine are boring. <gasps> They're just long. Okay. So I'm going to let you and do then, this. And then this feeling after a few minutes, it's just sounding boring. Okay, great. That's still... But boring <laughs> is a, re- a relative term. How have you been? Oh, okay. Let's just let's just organize this for a minute, and then you can ask Gay all the questions. Just just try just just try just trying to. I know. Be polite. I know. Be chill. Controlling, 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 <laughs> controlling. Oh my goodness! Anyway. This is going to be fun. Yeah, Gay. I'm going to tell you. You may see us separately, and we're totally different, but when we're together, this is an interesting dynamic. So do you want to introduce Gay? Uh, you can do it. Oh, okay. You need, yeah. you okay. need, to, you need to practice this. <laughs> okay. Well, today, okay, we're going to just keep going. So today, we have a special guest. This amazing woman has pretty much been my therapist, my healer. The reason why I am okay in LA. You have saved me. Gay, thank you for being here. I would like you to introduce yourself and explain more about what you do. Well, first of all, oh my gosh, that was so kind. Very generous. Thank you so much. Let's see. I would say that I am an energy therapist. I did go to school for psychology. I thought I was going to be a psychiatrist. And I think the third year I went, something's not right. And so I followed my dreams of acting and singing. And I found that the audience members said to me, gosh, thanks for the healing. And I thought they had lost their minds until I asked one of them, what do you mean by that? And they said, you have this tremendous healing energy coming off of you. And I went, what? And I went to see someone, I was in Australia at the time, who said, honey, it just means you're meant to do this work. And you'll meet all of your teachers when you get back to the States. And that is exactly what happened. And so I've been training for the past, I would say over 20 years with different energy healers, energy therapists. Um, to hone my skills and ability to be able to find out what the origin of someone's issue is instead of continuing to, I would say, re-injure the person by talking about what is happening now. We want to go to the origin of the issue so we can shift it and it can have more life. So... An energy therapist would be what I would say I do. Uh, yes. Let's go for it, Dad. Do this when I can talk. Let's go, Dad. This is you. This is your half of the interview. No, no go ahead. Well, I was going to say when you go say ahead. an energy healer, I mean, I have an idea of what you mean by that. But for somebody who's listening for the first time, how does that work? Um, I think that is an excellent question. It's interesting because in um, physics, nothing is actually solid. It's all succeedingly smaller packets of light or photons vibrating really quickly. And your eyes just organize it to believe that it is a solid object. 
And so if you are a person who does energy work, it means that you can sense energy or you can see it or you understand how to work with it. And so an example would be if I'm working with a client and maybe they've had a severe trauma and I can see the energy lodged in the body, we can immediately begin to pull that energy out of where it's lodged and talk to it and find out, hey, how did you get there? What what would you like to see happen? Do you have anything to say to this person? And so here again, we're going to the origin of the issue and we're letting the energy speak to us. And I would say anybody that works with energy either was born that way or um, has had a lot of training like myself in order to understand how to work with it so that it's safe and that it is transformative. Couple of qu- couple of questions. When you say the word energies, quantum physics aside, just energies, when you're talking about energies, are you talking about um, chakras or blocked memories within the cell? Are you talking about spiritual guides around us? Or all of that? I'm talking about all of that. So um, talking about thought forms, talking about cellular energies lodged or trapped in the um, cells. Excuse me. Oftentimes, people will be holding information from their ancestors or from another person. So all of that. Because it's all energy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating topic. I mean, it's the essence, in my opinion, in this lifetime, too. That is the, the ultimate truth of under, trying to understand all that. So, so, can I jump in? Yeah. I guess I want to cover what you do, like kind of walk us through so that people can understand how it works. Absolutely. Well, when someone makes an appointment with me, I always ask them for their permission to speak with their guides Um, is what I learned accidentally is that I used to just dip into the top of people's heads and scan them for information. And I didn't really even realize I was doing that until one of my teachers said, no, honey, you need to ask for permission. And what I find by asking for permission is that you get much more clear information When I talk to someone's guides before they even come to see me, what I am doing is I'm finding out if we can actually work together. That's really what I'm doing is I'm getting the information from their guides and seeing what is it that they need to have done. And so every once in a while, I will need to say, I'm so sorry, I can't work with you. But usually it is a yes I get the information from the person um, as to the origin of the issue. Because I'm an empath, if you walked in and told me, you know, these guys just beat up my dog, I'd be like, hey, let's go get them. But because I get the information before, I want to find out why did those guys do that? Why did you have that experience? So that we can go to the origin of whatever that is, and we can begin to dissipate that 
So when a person comes in to see me, I say, okay, here's the information I have. Are we on track? And if we're on track, I try to get the person to talk about where we are, because even though I can shift it, it's a real strong possibility that the person or the individual may bring it back because there's a reason that it's there in the first place. And it's usually for their own growth and expansion. So even if someone beat up your dog, which is a strange example, but why did that happen? What is that? What is in that that you needed to know and understand about yourself? And it could be, gosh, I need to have clearer boundaries. And we go, bammo, what's the origin of that? Then here again, like what we were talking about before, it may not even be with that individual. It may be with their mother. It may be with their mother's mother. And we can clear it or shift it all the way back to that origin so that the person now, when we go back and revisit it, hey, how do you feel about your dog? They might say, I, I don't really feel anything. And that's the, that's the good stuff for me from where I am, because we want to get to the origin of why these things are happening in your life, because nothing is accidental. It's all for a reason. And from my standpoint, it is all for your expansion. Even though you may not be able to see it that way, that is exactly what it's doing. So depending on the person and how many of these things they may have, we can do one traumatic occurrence or we can do 50, depending on the person. And then what I'd love to do is a little bit of energy work like Reiki or Qigong to make it more solid, the shifts and changes that we've made in the body so that the person gets to keep the shifts because now the body's informed, the soul is informed, mind is informed, everything is informed. So it's, I would say, a combination of so many different modalities of energy work and really just at the instruction of that person's guides. So that's what I do. Can, can I ask you a couple of questions? Of just course. For the audience's uh... When you say guide, what do you mean by a guide? What is a guide? That's an excellent question. So oh, thank everyone, you so much. <laughs> so everyone, I'm, I'm realizing that you guys have got really good light on you, and, and I got to work on the lighting here. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so when we emerge here. We forget, we lose our memory, basically. And so we have assistance here to help us navigate. Even though we've forgotten all of our many lifetimes, we have assistance. And that could be someone from your soul family. That could be someone from your actual family who has made their transition. That could be an angel. It could be any number of beings that are around that individual assisting them of what to do in this lifetime. So that's what a guide is. Everything you just said is you crystallized everything that I believe. Everything. Like I've experienced 
profound sessions with angels and guys, all that, everything that you have just said, even uh, past lives, you know, and the other question I would have is if there were past lives, did we choose this, this, uh, our parents and our circumstance? That is a fantastic question too. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> oh my Kay, god! You're going to be on every episode. I'm going to tell you. He hates <laughs> podcasting, but I think if I have you on every one, he's going to love it. Oh, well, she's on it. Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. So from my standpoint, I mean, I think when I was younger, I would have said, well, that's crazy. Who would choose, you know, to have a horrible life of persecution. But from, from what I see from working with my clients, yes, I do see that not only have we chosen many of the things, but we have contracts to do many of the things um, that we are doing. And I don't, necessarily contracts? see contracts say, yes uh, okay yeah and i don't necessarily see our lifetimes as past i see them all as parallel the main reason i see it that way is because there was uh, someone in my in my life that was very enamored with me but couldn't really talk to me and i didn't understand what was happening and so I realized that it was a bleed through from another lifetime that we were currently having. And I had to go to that lifetime to tell him we're in this dimension now and what you're doing is actually hurting me. And to inform him, hey, like, please stop doing that. And then he did. But so for me, What I can understand is nothing is past. It's happening all simultaneously. And that's why the work that I do, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's not as difficult because I see them as parallel, as all happening right now. So. Wow. That's great. Wow. I feel like I can relate to that. I've been going through a period of contemplation with all this stuff. Right. Um, Trying to understand what a thought is or what a mood is or what is consciousness. But the things that actually influenced me are things that I've seen on on television because it's too dense, too, too dense of of, of a concept. But there was a physicist I saw um, talking about the discovery of all these dimensions. do you understand have you dealt you know what i'm talking about like there could be another another dimension of somebody named bobby economo experiencing the same thing in a totally alternate dimension and it was very very interesting very interesting Yeah, it's very mind opening. I agree. Um, I love all that kind of stuff because you want to know, well, what's in those different dimensions? You know, just besides there could be the polar opposite you, but what else is there? And, you know, if we're talking about dimensions, are we talking about frequency? So are they higher dimensions? And does things like gravity, does that still exist in that frequency? Or is it different? 
So I, I definitely, I know what you're saying and I, I find it fascinating too. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Before my dad asked the question about ancestors and, um, we aren't communicating to our ancestors. You said something, it popped out to me. Well, in the work that I do, usually a person will come to me with a problem or an issue. And let's just take, for example, that it is weight, that they've gained a tremendous amount of weight and they don't feel attractive. Um, What I have seen is sometimes the origin of that issue does not belong to them. What I have seen is it could be something that that person heard in utero. Maybe the grandmother was saying to the mother, the person carrying them, you'll never be anything. You're not good enough. And the child heard that and is holding on to that until we have a conversation about it. And then we can find out where that is. Or it could be that it is down the family line. Maybe someone in the family experienced extreme poverty. And so what I do is I try to find out where the origin of it is so that it can be released. And typically I do find that it's not, it doesn't always belong to the person, that it may be something that they're carrying for someone else. They might know it, it might be out of duty. When you say ancestors, I'm going to give you some information and I'll be, we're going to be as vague as possible. But uh, I was in a religion that dealt with ancestors going back thousands and thousands of years. That was really the first time I actually realized that my being or my essence on the physical plane, because when you're talking about cell memory, you're still in the physical plane, right? Is that, I mean, I, I, I definitely anyway, hear my, you. <laughs> yeah, continue, yeah. continue. But I feel like um, your ancestors are there, present, and they want you to keep moving forward. And sometimes they made errors. And in the work that I do, you can shift that um, all the way down the family line if everyone is willing to have that be shifted. So I agree with you. I feel like it's powerful to realize that, yes, you know, um, somebody came here and then another and then another and then another. And yeah, we're the culmination of all of those people that somehow survived through those very difficult conditions. Yeah. Yeah. We are the, 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 the latest version, the, the latest OS or that, you know, that represents <laughs> all the way back to the beginning, you know? Yeah. Okay. So if we have a lineage on my dad's side, would it be attached to me? It, that's a very interesting question. And um, I feel like it all depends on if you perceive reality in that way. And I, I, I see that with a lot of people. Uh, and families, including my own, where certain things happen to reactivate something. And if the person is confident, and if the person has processed through 
a lot of their uh, trauma, if they had any, sometimes yes and sometimes no. And it could be varying degrees of it. And now I'm only speaking from my experience of working with clients, but um, I feel like it really depends. It really depends on what you take on. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does that. Interesting. Let's say, for example, it was a victim consciousness mm-hmm. and there were five siblings and all of the five siblings have the same DNA and they were exposed to more lack consciousness in this lifetime. Two of them could decide, even while watching it, not to take it on, that it doesn't belong to them. And so they could witness it and then just keep moving into abundance. And the other ones could witness it and be empaths or be very sensitive or not have the same confidence and really um, internalize it and then live the rest of their lives in that lack consciousness. And I see that all the time with families. So it really depends on the, on the individual. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we, as far as, as far as trauma in earlier childhood, changing the way you think or affecting you, that's, doesn't that depend on, on the, the person's personality or like if somebody goes through the same trauma as somebody else, their reaction to it is going to be different. Right. Yeah. That's, that's my experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not something you can generalize. Uh, But there, there are things that I, I can see in myself. I mean, at this age, I saw my dad do certain things, you know, uh, all kinds of things that I do now that I look exactly like him and do a lot of things that he does, you know, uh, chew Nicorette gum or, you know, the, the way he walks or what, whatever. I, I, it's, it's very powerful because it, some, some, it freaks me out sometimes, but, uh, cause and it, it makes me sentimental about him, you know, cause I, cause I see myself in him. Or I see him inside me, you know, it's the way I walk, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a huge topic. I'm going to just be right, right up front and uh, you could edit it out if it gets too outside. That's fine. I'm, this is, this is for you. This is all you. Why? Well, it's not all you just keep going because like we talk about this stuff and truthfully, like I'm into this stuff because of what you have taught me. And um, that's not true. I mean, you, you've always been into this kind of stuff. Yeah, but you have a bigger, you have more of a perspective. So, anyways, just yeah, I, I, you well, ask the uh, interview questions, then I ask about our relationship. So you, you go first. Uh, okay. Um, this is very uncomfortable doing this kind of talk, talking about this because this topic is so huge for me, especially recently, because I've been exposed to things out of the blue. I'll give you, for instance, out of the blue, without even uh, expecting it. Or some, somebody told me to get a book uh, by this person called Ra. Have you heard about that? Him? Somebody. Mm. Is it a channeled book? It's a channeled book. There are a couple of them that have just shown up in 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 my 
life, you know, without searching them out. I mean, once, once I get in and read about it, uh, it's very fascinating, but basically there's a whole, and it could be a totally faddish thing to sell books. Um, uh, but actually aliens channeling from different parts of the universe. And the one that I would just, I'm not reading the whole book. I'm just getting a gist of it because it's kind of sounds crazy. But this book, uh, the Palladian constellation, uh, there's a lot of things about that and the aliens communicating through some kind of, and people who are listening to this podcast are going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I will tell you this. No, I agree with you. I think the first time I heard about any type of channeled books that were by aliens, and I think I had bought some, I promptly like threw them in the trash because I was scared. You know, it's scary. And I feel like, yeah, what you don't know you are scared of. And so for me, it took me a long time to get comfortable just being curious about any of that information. And then yes. um, I went to see a channeler who was doing that um, sort of at the urging of the universe where strangers just kept walking up to me saying, you're a powerful channel. You know, you should meditate. And I would just think, why, why are strangers telling me this? And then I just finally said, okay, universe, whatever it is, please stop having these random people walk up to me and tell me to meditate. Tell me right. what it is. And it was to see a channeler who was channeling aliens. And um, he was very famous and I'd never heard of him. And um that sort of calmed me down about that information. It's not something that I seek out, but at least right. I'm glad that I explored it to understand it further so that I'm not, I don't have any fear about it anymore. There, there was definitely, there was a lot of fear on a lot of levels for me. It's not something that I'm, I'm getting into. I'm, I'm reading it and getting some information that I've, I've put it aside for right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's good to delve into why it makes you scared. For me, I just did not want to believe it, but the information was, was very clear. There's a gentleman named Lee Carroll who channels aliens. And then there's another gentleman, Daryl Anka, who channels yeah. Bashar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so I feel like for me, uh, the information is very grounded because I'm an energy therapist. You know, I can right. feel when there's integrity in something. And yes, so for right. me, the integrity is another word for truth. And once I yes. felt that, I stopped being afraid because right. I faced my fear, which was, okay, they are definitely telling a truth. Um, and they're telling right. it from a higher dimensional frequency. And right. yeah, I stopped being afraid. And just like you, it's not something that I want to spend a lot of time on, but at least I'm not afraid of it anymore. Well, I'm still, I'm still hesitant about it because I've got, I can get sidetracked and lose. I start questioning my own faith. And I was brought up Catholic, and there's some baggage there of being it being sacrilege to, you know, and and I know people are out there go, going, oh my gosh, channeling and spirits, it's all 
BS and, you know, whatever. That's, and I accept that. But you have to realize, you have to come from a place like we don't know anything on any level. They don't even, they can't even put into theory consciousness yet. You know, what constitutes consciousness? And the other day, I was visualizing consciousness, okay? And it's like all my problems and all my shit and depression, anxiety, everything is contained in this one little eight-pound ball. And it's, dri- you know, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. When, so, so, wait, wait, that, that brings up a whole different, all kinds of questions, because your first instinct is that from our perspective, everything is huge and everything is big around us being conceived in here. And uh, yeah, that's. I just saw a gay when you were talking about that. I saw a gay's face and she was looking like I could tell you were thinking something and so when you were saying that we don't know what things are or consciousness i think that um gay you had some thoughts on that so i just wanted to <laughs> before the ball gets rolling your head then i wanted to see what she had to say well you know i i hear you and um here again, I, I've only been studying this stuff for just a little over 20 years. So I am not an expert by any far reaching stretch of the imagination, but I was raised Catholic too. And I think religion is beautiful, but I am no longer religious because of my clients and my training and everything that I keep learning But I also respect the people that are religious because I see how valuable it is to have a focal point that expands you is phenomenal. And so I I love learning from everyone, the people that believe in the aliens, the people that are atheists, the people that are devout uh, religious, the people that are, you know, deeply spiritual. I can find a truth in all of those things and feel, I don't know, I, I, I love that, that people have a focus. And I think all of those things are valuable. So I don't have a judgment about someone believing in this or that or the other thing. I think if I was going to have a judgment, it would be about people not expanding their minds just slamming the door shut and saying, this doesn't exist because some old outdated dogma. I think that's just foolish, but I hear you about consciousness. And, you know, I, I personally believe that the second that you try to grasp what it is, it's gone because I don't think it's anything that you can actually hold in your awareness for too long, because I believe that it's connected to everything. And so for me anyway, having glimpsed at it, even from my peripheral in meditation is enough for me because I, I understand that it's a bigger a bigger thing than maybe I can even hold. 
Right. And I might explode trying to constantly get back to that place, but I know right. it exists and I've tapped into it even for a moment right. um, just to understand the vastness of it. And I feel like for me myself, unless I was really, really grounded, I would get lost. I would get very lost in that. Can I, I could be lost. At, I, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just need to tell you this gay because I have to do something for one quick second and dad, keep your question. But I just want to give an example of what gay has taught me because it's like kicked in. Okay, um, great. A lot that you and I have worked on with myself is I block things. I attach myself to things so much. And dad, I blame that on you for me trying to, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> chase you. <laughs> You're never around. Um, no, I'm just joking. But I attach yeah. and I like chase things. And you, we've worked so hard for you to help me to not attach myself to things. And I try and control stuff, whether it's good or bad. Um, and by that, I mean like whether I want this job or for example, right now, what has happened in my life today is I have a shoot on Tuesday where I'm writing sketches and shooting them for an ad agency. While we were recording, I just got put on a veil for a commercial that shoots in Mexico for five days while I'm supposed to do this ad agency. And all day I was like, I bet I'm going to get put on a veil. And then I was blocking it going, no, I can't because I'm going to, I need to write for this ad agency. And I was like, no, gay taught me. Like now I'm just trying to control what happens out of anxiety and I need to just allow what's supposed to happen to happen, even though it could get messy. But now I'm in like anxious mode though. Now I'm like, my agent keeps being like, I need an answer while we're recording. And I'm like, Oh no, man, go for it. I'll be one second. I, I'm old. I've been around. I think we could do it with this without you. Okay. There you go, Bobby. <laughs> it's your time. Go. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, Bobby. I'll see you in a bit. My abandonment issues are kicking. <laughs> see what I mean? Bobby is just into it. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need you anymore. Now he wants to do his own podcast as long as it has to do with spirituality and what life is. I was not needed. And so on next week's episode... Bobby does have his time alone with Gay and he confesses how he feels about doing the podcast with me, which was hard to listen to, but I'm not going to spoil it. You have to tune back in next week where, you know, Bobby finally forgets he's recording and says things that are raw and honest and great. Okay. Still spoiling it. So, I hope that you're enjoying the conversation with Gay. I know a lot of this stuff can be out there or hard to wrap your head around, but I think that it's something that me and my dad both agree on. And as I mentioned, he kind of got me into this, even though he thinks that he didn't. He's definitely the person I turn to when I'm contemplative or when I have doubts. And Gay is the person that I turn to when I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I know for some of you, this can be hoo-ha, and for some of you, you're really into it, and I hope that you reach out to her or try her meditations. Therapy is expensive, and for some reason, the healing with 
being able to talk to her about what my issues were and the guides saying, oh, this is what it is. Like they, she pinpointed it and she pinpointed things that I wasn't able to discover with just my therapist. You get the point. She's my cult leader. I'm just joking. So feel free to reach out to Gay. I'm going to put her links below. And next week we will continue our conversation, which is just Bobby interviewing her about what life is. Now for my Bobby bit today, it's actually going to be a little preview of next week because he goes all over the map, obviously. But when he comes out with this question, I just died. It is just so Bobby and what to look forward to next week. I do have one question and it's only to, and you don't have to even answer it. Um, is there a God? I'm, I'm just asking, <laughs> I'm just asking for everybody that's listening. To this. You have to pay for that answer, man. In the next episode, we're going to talk about if the moon is a natural celestial being, or is it a, a, a manipulated satellite placed there to keep everything in balance for the earth?